Welcome to the Refuge Project. The Refuge Project is a place that we can have meaningful conversation in a safe place. And we are safe here. I am Pastor David, and we have James in the building. Yeah, feeling safe. Feeling safe in this rainy day, man. I'm feeling congested and safe. So how, how are you? I, I know um, we got some uh, feedback from uh, Pastor Caesar a little bit. That oh, was yeah. a little bit, you know, maybe not, uh, not uh, the most... Uh, how would you say it? Go ahead, say it. Um, I don't. I, I want to be nice. Uh huh. The the most colorful. Oh, colorful things that he said about us last oh, week. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Pastor Caesar, <laughs> shout out to you. <laughs> I'm just trying to remember what he said. It wasn't good. It was bla- something about the black holes and. Oh, I remember. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. You yeah. remember, yeah, remember now? So. He's making some dirty jokes. Yeah, he was making some dirty jokes. Yeah, that's right. So, um. So, how's things going, man? Pretty good. Besides yeah. the, I'm still congested. I'm still but congested. Other than that, I'm feeling pretty solid. Yeah. So I just got a silly voice, and uh, my head feels weird when I turn it to the side and stuff. I was. Uh, we were talking about your um, uh, your song that y'all were shooting the video on. I'm pretty excited to see that one. It looks oh, like yeah, it's yeah. going to come. That out one's really going to cool. be sweet. I've yeah. been. We've been doing a lot of stuff for that. Yep. I'm real excited about that one. So do we have any updates or any new music or album, or is it just something that you're working on? One well, it's song a single a that's yeah. going to come out. And uh, I was showing you the uh, the uh, the album art for it. Mm-hmm. It's, like, not finished, but that's the yeah. the gist of it. Um, and so, yeah, whenever you upload new music through whatever distribution service you use, um, you got to – it takes – once you upload it, it takes, like, five or six weeks for – all the different streaming platforms to right. like approve it and make yeah, sure you it's all the Soundcore or who do I use? I've been using TuneCore. TuneCore, um, which I guess I'll use again. But the last time I used them, they messed up. Really? So, yeah, that's they, one of the bigger ones. Yeah, and they uh, it on the day that it was supposed to come out everywhere, it came out everywhere except for Spotify, Ooh. which was like the most important one. Yeah, and uh, so then that took another week before we got it to come out, just from having to send customer support emails and all that kind of nonsense. And I didn't do anything wrong as far as I can figure. So they just, for whatever reason, messed up there. And they were just like, Oh, sorry, we'll get on that. (laughs) Essentially what happened. So yeah, now that you cost me money. Yeah. It was a big, it was a bummer because you've been promoting it for weeks being like, it's coming out this day. And then on the main place that everybody listens to it, it's not there. And yet, Mm. and it was, so that was a big, so I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm, still using them just because all the other music is there um but yeah but anyway yeah so it takes like five or six months once you upload all the track and all the info and the album art and everything five or six months um weeks Weeks. i'm sorry before it's like approved and ready to go so um so it'll be at least five or six weeks from now you know that's that's crazy because when we i think we use i said soundcore i meant tunecore Uh Uh, i'm pretty sure that's what we used when we were doing all of our stuff and uh it was like ten days back yeah. then, you yeah. know. Now they have to all well, these yeah. New there's so laws many people putting stuff music out, and uh, yeah, everybody's everybody has a, uh, a studio in, in their mm-hmm. in their living room or their closet somewhere, and yeah. um, and you can't blame them, man, because of the price is, what its studio is, you can record that stuff, you know, especially when you're talking about 
like hip hop or, or vocals or something like that. Uh-huh. It's so much cheaper to do it to your room. And then you can just send that stuff off to a, a, a major studio and have them yep. mix and master and you'll get the same sound. Yeah. So it doesn't always take as long as, uh, what I just said for all this platforms, but, uh, I think it's for sure for Spotify. It's supposed to, they say allow, please allow like five weeks or something like that. I think iTunes, I think it says like two weeks. Most of the smaller ones, uh, you could probably have it up that day cause they don't have near as many submissions, I guess. Right. Um, but yeah, so it'll be a while and we can't even start that process till we have all the, like all the info for it. So the album art for it, we were planning on shooting it when we shot the video, which we just shot over the weekend. So even though I've had the song done like a couple weeks ago, uh, we still had to wait till we had till we had the video shoot day come up just to shoot the picture for the album art. And then we got to edit it and all that kind of stuff. So we're almost ready to actually start that process. So hopefully five, six weeks we'll have it out. And then we'll put the video out and uh, we got to shoot. I was telling you, we got to shoot the last scene for it this week. We shot, there's like three main scenes that we shot for this video. So we shot two of them over the weekend. And then the last one we're going to shoot hopefully Thursday, which I guess will be the day this comes out. So hopefully it, which should be an interesting one. Hopefully it's not raining. (laughs) Yeah. I think, I think it's going to be nice, but it's going to be cold. Yeah. Um, Which whatever. Yeah. Have you seen the Spotify doc series on Netflix called playlist, the playlist or something like that? No, I don't think so. Oh man, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so it's, uh, so it starts off like the point of view of every person involved, right? So the one, it's like a five or six series, um, uh, docu-series. So the, the first one is like the guy that, that thought about it. You know, mm-hmm. in his point of view, from the time that he thought about what it, what he wanted You're talking to about Spotify, the guy who thought about Spotify, yeah, the okay. inventor or the creator, a creator of it, and then it goes all through this whole mm-hmm. process of the of his point of view, yeah, right. So that was the one, and then the next one is like, so he goes to the next plate, you know, the mm-hmm. thing of the plate was mm-hmm. the money guy, his point of view, and mm-hmm. then it was like the, the 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 coder, his point of view, and it would just go through all of them. And, that would be it, interesting. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a pretty cool, pretty cool show. So it was like something you can knock out in a weekend or something like yeah, that. I'd watch that. Yeah, so I check uh, out. I just watched the Pez Outlaw. Okay. Anybody watching the Pez Outlaw? Never heard of it. It's a guy who sold Pez, but he Pez the candy. Yeah, the candy. Okay. Well, he was selling the dispensers. So is this Netflix? Yeah. Okay. Um, he's this crazy dude. The lives Pez on, Outlaw. Yeah, the okay. Pez Outlaw. It's. It's a solid seven. Okay. I'll give it a seven. Well, sevens are good these days because I've already watched all the tens. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's about this dude who, um, he's just kind of this crazy OCD dude. He gets into Pez at some point, and uh, he he somehow gets some connection to this uh, to a factory in Germany. And so he goes over there and gets all these, like, off-market Pez dispensers that were never supposed to go. So if you don't know, it turns out with Pez um, – the main factories are over in Germany, and they can sell Pez to anywhere in the world. Um, but in the U.S., the like U.S. factory only has the license to sell in the U.S. Okay. So, um, so that's why this guy's an outlaw because he takes all these pieces and he takes them back to the U.S. and he's selling them at all these Pez conventions and stuff. And so he's, he's taking the German-made and selling them in the U.S. 
And he, yeah, and he's not supposed to be doing that mm. legally. And uh, but everybody loves him, and he's getting the good stuff. You know, these are the Pez dispensers that they only made twenty of, or yeah, yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff. And nice. Anyway, it's kind of interesting. I like watching those shows. I like there was one that I was watching was uh, about um, smugglers, but it wasn't like your typical, you know, cartel ones. It was just like these people that was smuggling things, <clears throat> things in the United States. It was always like. Um, Unique things. It wasn't mm-hmm. like drugs and stuff. Like body parts. Uh, but no, I, was, I mean, that would be pretty unique. But this one guy was sn- uh, smuggling in uh, baby snakes, mm-hmm. like from That's different parts thing. of the world. Mm-hmm. And he had his, his jacket lined with baby snakes. Uh, what kind of snakes? All kinds. Of, all the snakes. All the different <laughs> kinds of snakes. And I don't think it was like into the United States. It was like from country to country. So not, not all of mm-hmm. them was coming to the United States. And, you know, there were, of course, there was your, their typical, like, you know, rubies and, and yeah, everything yeah. like that. But it's pretty interesting how how creative these people get, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, what do they call it? Uh, uh, not donkey. And what do they call those when you when <laughs> you, you said being a mule, mule. I'm mule. <laughs> you, Donkey, pull, mule. you pull the mom dude. You, uh, <laughs> you get close but not quite yeah, right exactly. yeah it still doesn't make sense <laughs> uh, donkey and all these, these mules yeah like and then there was this one where this guy knows i think he knew like he what he was doing but like he knew there was an illegal activity, but he didn't know what was going on. Yeah, one of those type. He didn't want to know. Like he didn't want to know, but he knew there was some stuff going on, so he didn't ask questions because the mm-hmm. job paid well, you yeah. know. And uh, so he was like going and actually doing legitimate business, but within the legitimate business, there was like a like a under the table also business that was mm-hmm. going on, and this guy was transporting the 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 you know, the goods or whatever the goods were from Uh country to country, from Mm -hmm. rich person to rich person. And like one of the things like really obvious, the, uh, the jacket, he was like, okay, when you get to China, make sure you deliver this jacket to this guy. Yeah. You know? (laughs) And when they busted him, like there was so much, I think this was actually drugs. There was so much drugs in the jacket. It would stand up by itself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> when I was trying to come up with, and he was uh, just like, "I didn't know." I didn't. <laughs> like, Ruth, I'm, I'm a legitimate businessman. <laughs> I didn't know that was in the jacket. When I when I was looking for a story for a Culture Quarter today, I came across one which I didn't pick, but I guess I'm telling y'all anyway. Uh, it was of these. It was some prison. Uh, I think it was in the U.S. Um, where they the guards they found this they saw this they noticed this pigeon that had a little backpack on it and they're like what the, what is this and so yeah. they they catch the pigeon and it had a little backpack with a uh, quote a substantial amount of crystal meth in it <laughs> and so that pigeon must have been like working boy yeah so they uh, the whole thing was a. Apparently, a lot of smugglers have been using different types of drones to yeah. smuggle uh, drugs and stuff across. Um, so a lot of their um, attention goes to, like, drone stuff. Um, so now he said, so now they're using pigeons again. They took a step back because they were catching a lot of the drones. So, wow. Uh, yeah, so the, to get drugs in and out of that prison, somebody was using a pigeon. That's pretty cool. Which is kind of interesting, yeah. I know there was a lot of uh, drone activity on the border, and they would have the the remotes 
on the same frequency. So one guy would like fly it over the border and then the next guy would pick that same frequency up on that drone and he would mm. land it on this side of the border. And they were bringing like a pound over at a time Wow, of different drugs and stuff like that. These robots. But hey man, like these pigeons are, they're smart. Yeah. Like you can just have it's like been a thing for hundreds of years of birds. Um, flocks. Flocks. Yep. Flocks. Is <laughs> <laughs> another one. Close. You're close. Not it. <laughs> <laughs> just all day long. Uh huh. I bet you Pete is not cool with that at no, all. No, not cool with that. Just using those poor little pigeons to people, fly. People have been doing that forever, though. Well, we talked about this with the pigeons, like yeah. cleaning up New York uh-huh. and, and doing things for food. And I stuff told like you, that. It's a, there's also this whole, um, I don't remember what the race is called, but it's a thing that rich people will pay like millions of dollars for these pigeons. Um, the most and, expensive bird in the world was a pigeon. Yeah, because they'll do these massive races where they'll take the pigeons and they'll take them hundreds of miles away, and then people will bet on them like a horse race or something. And they'll say, you know, you know, a million bucks that this pigeon is the first pigeon back. And, uh, yeah, it's like a whole black market world <laughs> of racing pigeons. And people will – they'll spend millions of dollars on these pigeons because this pigeon always gets back the fastest and all – you know, it's an investment. I'll make more money. Shout out to Mike Tyson because he said that the pigeons really helped him with his like rehab and yeah. getting like adjusted back into society and stuff after everything he went through. <laughs> what did, what did he huge, do with the pigeons? He's a huge pigeon guy. Like he what has, do you mean? <laughs> what like did he, they do? To like him? he raises them and like does pigeon things. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of stuff? Just like I'm keeps never, feeding them. And yeah, going, he feeds oh, them. I love these they... pigeons. <laughs> I love these are my birds. That's a bad Tyson. <laughs> exactly what he says, though. Does he feed him to his tigers? No, no, what no, is no, he no. doing? Is he oh. feed the pigeons while riding his tigers? You know how he said one time that, uh, you know, when he was making all this money, he was he was like 20 years old. He was making millions of bucks, yeah. and, you know, and uh, so he went, went to jail for one of the things he did, you know, he he had all everything. He had mansions and mm-hmm. cars and and this and that. He said when he was in prison, this guy was there for selling uh animals mm-hmm. illegally, you know, and he was just like, You could do that? You could <laughs> you can buy tigers? And so while he was in prison, he told his like manager or whatever, I want some tigers. Yeah, naturally. Yeah. Like so when he got out of prison he gets his his tigers and he was, uh, but he, like his tigers, he would sleep with and stuff. Like they yeah, were like part crazy. of the family. Yeah, that's crazy. And wrestle with them or that's something. That's a bad idea. Normally it is. I, like it never, <laughs> what's the comedians that like for years and years used uh, uh, tigers until one night in Vegas? It was just like. <laughs> oh, I don't know. But that, yeah. I'm sure that story has played out a lot. Oh, man. World. And they were just like, it's not the tiger's fault. <laughs> Not the tiger's fault. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, I don't know. It's it's kind of your fault. Why do you have a tiger there? What are yeah. you doing with this tiger? Man, what is the, the what is that the the comedy? Those two guys, I don't know, Siegfried and Roy. <laughs> is that is that is that not it? Close. Sigmund Freud is a person. Is that who you're, <laughs> did you just mess his name all up? Yeah, but it, I made him two people. <laughs> is that, and he was like a psychologist, not a okay, comedian. Not that. Um, all right, so <laughs> you, uh, you are so off today. In your words. 
I love it. Oh. Are you looking them up? Yeah. Uh, by Tiger. Everybody just hold on one second. I hope the name's nothing like Sigmund Freud. Because that means you just picked a name that you've heard somewhere before that you didn't know anything about. And just said, maybe this is the guy. Oh, man. It's not even coming up. Maybe I just made this whole thing Yeah, you probably dreamed it, man. No, I'm telling you, it really happened. Yeah, Yeah, you know. It happens. People get eaten by tigers. It happens. But I think this happened like on a, a live stage. Yeah, this dude right here. You see it. Um, Let me one, see. Of the, one of these dudes right here just got like a bite taken. Oh, I recognize these guys. Um, there's somebody out there right now that knows exactly what you're talking about. Is so they're annoyed. screaming at their radio. So annoyed. Yeah. Roy Tiger attack. Roy Horn attack. Injuries. Roy. So he's Roy Horn. Sick freedom. Roy. Did I get it right? Dude, if you did, that's hilarious. Yeah, dude, it, it, look, it says Roy Horn of Siegfried and Roy. Dang! That's hilarious. So give, me, give me some applause right okay, there. Okay, where's the button? Hold up. Oh, jeez. So, <laughs> okay, so it's a comedy act. So is that like a joke A joke they had? Is that, you know, it's... I think it's a comedy, between, like a mixture between a comedy and magic. Siegfried I, and Roy. And Roy. Wow. Nice. Ah, got it. Wow. I'm gonna feel good about myself the rest of That's the That's good. Day. All right, so that one wasn't near as bad. No, 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 no. As it could have been. Yeah, very good. So what were we even talking about anyways? Oh yeah, Tyson with the Tigers. Yeah, it goes bad. Most of the time it goes yeah, bad. Yeah, it goes bad. Like these guys So you wouldn't recommend sleeping with a tiger? No. No, not recommend. Like what is what is like what is the the most scariest animal you would like let's say I'm gonna get this as a pet as a pet yeah <laughs> like um I mean I could see me having a tiger I wouldn't sleep with it like a chimpanzee you know if it got mad it would just rip you apart I wouldn't have a chimp like it would rip your arm off and then beat you with they're it. too big and too strong I can't yeah, I can't so, handle them. but that'd be fun the, I mean the tiger's too big and strong too but I feel like what about one of those little uh one of those little small monkeys I could do that. Yeah. Like a little spider monkey? Spider monkey, yes. Uh, I've always wanted a spider monkey. When I was when I was a kid, we used to have this, uh, this um, little, what do you call them, the places you can buy animals? <laughs> no, just the pet store. Pet store yeah. <laughs> yeah, out of control. The pet uh, store. The pet store, they had a spider monkey in there, uh-huh. and he, he had this little, he had a, a bouncy ball, one of those little, you can, like super balls. Yeah. He had one in there, and he would just bounce it off the, the glass and then catch it with the other hand all day long. He'd be like, dink it. That's sad. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I always wanted one. And I think they had one on uh, some movie that I, I used to watch. Um, let's see if I can pull this recall up. Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when he was eating the apes, and then he mm-hmm. died. I don't know if anybody remembers. I just that can't get into a lot of these pets. I just feel like so, the, so much like of it. The it's most like, exotic animal. What would the most exotic animal be? Maybe like a, a parrot. I think you're pretty safe with the parrot. Yeah, but I just I don't want that parrot here. That parrot, <laughs> the parrot don't want to be here. Uh, that, he doesn't want to be here. Let him go fly. So Let him do his parrot thing. I got. I got. So my aunt, she used to have this uh, this bird that would talk. And uh, is that what it sounded like? Yeah. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to be real gentle with this because, uh, so my uncle died, right? 
And Naturally. so my aunt, she was mourning over the whole situation, mm-hmm. you know, and then she would just be like, man, where's Jeff? You know, I'm just like mourning over it. So the birds started going, where's Jeff? Where's Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> Did she ever yell at the bird to show no. up and stop asking where, or did she just cry every time no. she heard the birds? Either? Well, <laughs> I'm being real gentle with this. This is a test. It's not my aunt. <laughs> um, so my uncle was cremated. Uh-huh. And so my aunt would hold the urn and, you know, and that's when she would say, where's Jeff? You know, and she would be mourning. And so then my aunt would answer the bird going, he's right here. He's right uh-huh. here. <laughs> it's so horrible. Uh-huh. How long did that go on for? Till the bird died. Goodness. Matter of fact, the bird is buried in my backyard. Yeah. Next. So. Wow. So what What about you? I mean, I'll do a parrot. I'll do. No, I don't want a bird. Um, I feel horrible. Unless it was like a cool hawk a, or something that I could about, train to go do something awesome. What about uh, a lizard? My grandson's uh, into lizards. He's got a, a bearded dragon. Yeah. And he has a, I think it's just the. I'm not into exotic pets. I just don't think but they want to what, what would there. you be comfortable with? Like. I'd be comfortable with a lizard. A lizard. I'd be fine. What if you got out of his cage? Would you be comfortable with that? Yeah. Unless it was like a Komodo dragon or something. Mm, too big. Yeah. And yeah. deadly. You know, their spit is poisonous. They just spit on things. What do you think the most dead... Follow it around till it can't walk anymore. And then they eat it while it's still dying. So, uh... <laughs> They're insane. I don't want that as a pet. No, no, no. That's kind of... That's kind of that's out, see, that's what I'm telling you. It's out there. So it's like... It's like a regular lizard? It's like not sleeping dangerous. with the bear. You know? You don't want to sleep You don't want to Who's giving you a bear? Come on, man. Since the time you were small, everybody's giving you these little fuzzy things. I'm talking about bears are so sweet. They eat honey and and Winnie the Pooh and all these things. But, and the, like, bears will eat you. You don't want a bear. You don't want to. But we're taught as a little kid, they're snuggly and all that stuff. You know, like, what is wrong with our parents? Um, they've never met a bear before. Mm. Maybe that's what's wrong with them. Yeah. No, I don't want. I'm not a pet guy. I don't want so, a pet. Oh, I was going to tell you. So, in in efforts to, um, man, should I should I even say this? Because you should because you brought it up. But the problem is, I'm using this in, in my message for the three D Love Conference. That's all right. Go ahead. Um, Give them a taste. This is a the, sample. The everybody. most deadly um, animal in the ocean. What do you think it is? Oh man, I think I know what it is. I think it isn't it the box jellyfish. Got no, him. it's not the box, but it oh, is. Oh, it's a, a different jellyfish. jellyfish? Yes. What's the which jellyfish is it? Oh, man, I forgot the name of it, but it's like. Then really, how do you know it's not the box? Because I, I remember it's not the box, but it's a very, very small. Yeah, it's one of the more smaller animals in the ocean that's the most deadly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but not the box. And it's stupid. Yeah, like it would kill you like in the first like few minutes if mm-hmm. you get stung by it. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. a lot of those jellyfish are like that. Yeah. The box one's bigger, isn't it? Yeah, the box was kind of the ones we see like in in Galveston. No, 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 no. Those are different. The box one, I think, is how big's the box jellyfish? I think they get pretty big. Yeah, but I think that the box one are they're in the same the same. Family I want to say as... they're in like Australia or something. Box jellyfish. Let's see. You should know this. You're you're the animal expert. Box jellyfish are considered uh, inverted. This guy right here. Oh yeah, that's not what I was thinking. Yeah, no, no. no. 
Um, let's see. Antidote says vinegar. Yeah, you pee on your. You gotta pee on yourself. Oh no, that's a myth. No, it's out. not a myth. I'm pretty Man, sure. You know how many times I peed on myself? I t- Dang it! <laughs> I mean, I guess. <laughs> I guess it works. Uh, where that's are what box they tell you when you're, fishing, when you're surfing? I used to be a surfer, dude. Yeah, that's yeah. No, I'm pretty sure it's a myth. Dang it! I don't think it's actually true. Okay, here it is. Uh, My and- buddy wanted to pee on me one time. <laughs> I'm saying I think it has to be your own pee. You weren't even stung by a jellyfish either, huh? <laughs> he was like, this is to prevent it, just in case you get stung. No. It says they're in the Pacific region in northern Australia, so I was right, which means they're Everything's not in deadly in Australia. Yeah, dude, they're horrible. Why would you want to live there? Um, You think it's pretty? Really? Dude, I just it's watched... Like, it's like, isn't it like desert almost over there, too? A lot of it is, Unless yeah. you're like by the coast? Yeah, a lot of it's just horrible desert. Yeah, but there's cool mountainous, and it's not all desert. Did we talk about? Did we talk about the um, the farmer that pieced up that that kangaroo that had oh, his dog so. in his, in his I, headlock? I liked it. I think yeah. so. I saw. I just watched this thing on. I think it was on Netflix too. Is this dude? I think he was German as well. Is there two Netflix? No, <laughs> it's just the one. Oh, I thought there was a sub Netflix. Netflix so, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> He um he was he was doing a bike ride around the world. He was one of those guys, and so he he rides from Germany. He goes all down through like India and all of those places and all the Pacific Islands over there, and then he gets to Australia, and uh, he's having this crazy experience the whole time, you know. And he's meeting all these people, and he's having good days and bad days, and just loving it, you know. And then he gets to Australia, and it's like two hundred miles of nothingness. And there's just and it's just hot, and there's I don't know if you know about the flies in Australia. No, it's, I'm probably they're probably deadly. It well, there's there's just they swarm. Oh, I remember so many of them, this, and you can't get them. Yeah, I to remember go away. seeing so this he's just on, uh, on his bike. Gold Rush. They were over there yeah. doing the flies were terrible. Just in the middle of the desert, it's hot. Is just hot, and these just like got flies all shoot. over him, all that just constantly wiping flies, and he's doing that. For like he had like a couple hundred miles, and he's <laughs> he's talking, and he's like, you know, I've liked all these places. I really thought Australia was going to be better. Australia is the worst. <laughs> and he was just he was not having a good time in Australia. Wow. Eventually, he got to the coast, and he was like, yeah, this is kind of cool, I guess. But he's just out there, and oh, and at some point, the storm came through while he's out there, and it's it was like forty mile an hour winds blowing against him. Mm. So now he's barely moving on his little bike out there. He's just got having that, he's the worst that really time. low gear where he's like. Pedaling really fast yeah, and not going moving. nowhere. He was having the worst time mm. in Australia. He was so happy to get out of Australia. You know what? That's what he gets for trying to ride around the world. Well, you know, he had some good times, and he did eventually get through, and he made it to the U.S., came all the way down the uh, the West Coast, went down through Mexico. He did He did a lot of cool like, What stuff. kind of drugs do you have to be on for you to go? Got this bright idea. No, his whole thing was he just had nothing else that excited him, and he was like, I want to go have an adventure. Let's go. Tell us what rich people do. No, he's broke the whole time. Well, that's but sucks. in most of the world, you can buy food for nothing. So you he, go to Thailand or he whatever. Calls you get, home. He's like, "Mom, it just needs seven dollars <laughs> and fifty cents for me to last." No, he'll just work days. some random job for somebody. At some point, when he was in America, he worked on a weed farm. He was. Hey, you know guy, what? Speaking that of that, was I, only people that would hire him. I, I uh, had this guy that worked for me that uh, wherever the Mississippi River starts. Okay. Not for sure. I'm sure in some mountain range. Is that in the Ozarks or something? Yeah, I'm not for sure. But he canoed 
Oh, down the whole thing? Back in the 70s, all the way down to the Gulf. I would do that. That would be cool. Um, How long did it take him? Um, like a couple years. Because he did the same thing that he would stop and he would work a for. A couple years? Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Well, he didn't. He didn't just like I'm trying to do this like all the way. Like he would stop in the town that he liked, and he would. Uh, okay, okay. You know, okay. he would stay there for six months or so something. This like dude that. made it around the whole world in a couple years. Nah, you telling gonna... me this guy sitting in a boat didn't float down? <laughs> that does, I was like, that doesn't make any sense. No, he would stop and work for six months at you know in, in a little small town or whatever, okay. and then gather himself. Mm-hmm. But you know, canoe. Yeah, I mean that's hard living. Yeah. I guess. He's kind of sitting there <laughs> a lot of the day. Floating, Are you really? Floating on the Mississippi. I don't know, man. There's songs. People like that. Oh, yeah. You ever heard Black Water by the Doobie Brothers? I heard of Sitting Oh, Black Water. Keep no. on rolling. Mississippi Moon Moon. You know that one? No, no, no. That's a good one. I watched this documentary. They're singing about it. The other day about uh, uh, this this a family man what was the name of that family they were up in uh what mountains these hillbilly mountains and their uh family tree went straight up you know there wasn't too many branches off of it oh i like got the you. sisters and the mothers were the yeah. same and stuff like that they like to keep it in the family <clears throat> and man wow um and you would think like okay this is like the only this is the only family that was like this but Mm-hmm. There were like everywhere up there, yeah. the Arkansas, Kentucky mm. areas, and these uh, Appalachian mountains. Yeah, man, um, like there needs. That's why there's laws, mm-hmm. you know. Um, they talk. Did you say why the family was doing that? No, not really, man. It was just like you know, that's my sister and my mama, you know, and that's uh, <laughs> that's my dad and my cousin, <laughs> you know. And they, the problem my sister is sister and my mama. Yeah. Well, the problem is, is like there's Good. nobody else around. They're hillbillies in the mountains. Yeah. There's no, like they're, they're only one within miles and miles, you know. And they were talking about, well, I ain't never left the end of that block. <laughs> you know, just like, why would you? Yeah. Why do you need to? So I mean, and, and now that the we're generations of this, uh-huh. like. The one dog, oh, one, one dog, the one guy spoke in barking. Like, like he would bark at you. That's He didn't even who, know. Uh, who was he talking to? His brother, dad. And they knew what he was saying? They said he did. So I don't know who's crazier, the one that was barking or the one that said they understood it. What? I don't even know what to say about that. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. And the did small, he think he was a dog? No, he just didn't have any language because he was just so inbred. He was just too dumb to learn. Yeah. Ah. Uh. Yep. And uh, they all said they graduated high school. So I'm not even by barking. I'm sure. I guess they had their own school because there was nothing around. Yeah, but they did have their own school. Yeah. So teaching barking. Um, it was pretty interesting. It was. It was actually really, really sad. Yeah, it sounds. I'm I'm pretty bummed out just hearing about because it. Because most of their eyes were not even like, you know, not crooked. You know, you have crooked eyes or whatever, but they weren't uh-huh. even like on the, the same like level on their face. One was lower. So they had a lot of stuff like that. So mm. that stuff's still going on. Like, mm-hmm. this is 2023, and, and we haven't, we're over, you know, 
thank God for missionaries that are reaching, you know, the jungles in Africa, but somebody needs to go to the Appalachians mountains and find out what's going on over there. Take him Jesus. Goodness. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. You're going to have to learn how to, somebody's going to have to translate the Bible into bark, you know, get that audio version for these. How do you, how do you think the, uh, how do you think the Great Commission sounds in bark? It's the RUF version. <laughs> With the rough version? That's a good one. I like that. That's good. <laughs> That's, it doesn't even make sense that they would just be like, yeah, he just barks. <laughs> what do you mean? But he would say, rawr, rawr, rawr. So and they would like tell you and, and like show you because that's crazy that nobody was like stop that. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. Well, or maybe he was just smarter than everybody else. Could he talk to dogs? Was that the thing? Did they say he could talk to dogs? I'm, I mean, he hung out with a lot of dogs. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. all the dogs kind of followed him around. Oh, he was the wolf leader. Mm-hmm. And this guy that did the interview, he actually like so this stuff went viral, right, on yeah. YouTube and stuff. Yeah. Um. So the guy came back with a, like a bucket load of money because he was just like, if I'm making money off these people, I need to take it back to them too, you know? Yeah. So he like split the profits mm-hmm. and took them several times. I think he took them back $30,000 multiple times. Wow. And, um, you know, they just going to do what they do and just make their shack better, you know? And uh, it was buy beds type stuff. Um stoves mm. you know uh and put a roof on the house stuff like that but it was yeah that was, is rough yeah we think that we have it like man we're down to our last couple bucks you think you, know? you got a bad cousin at least your cousin ain't barking <laughs> what do you do when he shows up to thanksgiving throw him a bone <laughs> oh oh i like that that was pretty good Dude, did you watch the, uh, speaking of viral, did you watch the, uh... Going to hell. Did you... Did you watch the, uh, the hatchet-wielding hitchhiker? Dude! You watch that one? Dude! Watch that one. Hey, so I didn't... I, I haven't finished it yet. Oh, finished um, it. So, we're right to the place where... I'm right to the place where... Smash! Uh, <laughs> smash! Smash! <laughs> yeah! I'm right to the place where, like, things are turning bad for him. Like yeah. where, you know, he's already through uh, whatever n- late night show that he w- he went on that mm-hmm. he was peeing on everything and yep. all that stuff. And then now people are finding out, oh, maybe he's not as the hero yeah, as Yeah, you go, oh, maybe he he's actually yeah. messed up. Yeah. Yeah. He just, he remind me of one of my friends that has, uh, uh, he's schizophrenic and bipolar. And he's the guy that he's just like wandered around the country here and there for years. Like at at, uh, at the core, he has a good heart because oh yeah, he would go like sure. rob these stores and then give it all away, right? Like yeah, he did food that and a few stuff times. like that, and uh, then everything he gets, he gives away. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah he. Uh, but he ends up. Well, I mean, I won't ruin it for you, but it's a good. It's but he ends up in prison. I know that he ends up. In yeah, prison. he ends up in prison. Um, but what 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 late night show did he go on? Uh, Kimmel. Kimmel. So he he told Kimmel that he wanted hundred pounds of weed to go on there, right? Yeah, and they're like, sure, no problem. <laughs> yeah. Get him in the truck. Tell him hundred pounds yeah. feet is is good. I'm just like, oh my yeah. God. At some point, they're like they're like pitching him his own reality show. And they're like, yeah, we're gonna 
you'll be rich. You'll be this and that and everything and all. And he's like, you know, I think I'd rather just go skateboard and smoke weed. Yeah. <laughs> and then he does that. That's what he And they does. go back and get him. But yeah. they convince him. But, uh, yeah, it's an interesting one. I won't ruin it for you. But that one's good. And, and the go. whole time they were showing, um, like, some of those clips of him and stuff, the whole thing seemed familiar to me. So I feel like – because I think I would have been in junior high or something at the time. So I don't remember it at I all. I feel like some – People showed me something. But I probably of him was doing exactly what he was doing at the time. Oh yeah, you were probably skateboarding around California, just smoking. I was weed. probably surfing, smoking weed. Yeah, that's probably said, what I was yeah, doing. bro. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, wow. I did. Yeah. <laughs> he said I hit him two times with the, I hit him. the back part of it. He didn't go down, so then I turned the hammer over and hit, or the hatchet. It was and, crazy, dude. So I saw him. He was over here with that lady, and I said, and I and he was assaulting that lady, that poor lady. So I went over there and I said, and I said, smash, smash, <laughs> smash, three times over the head, bro. And then he was just like, when they interviewed me, he was just like, look, <laughs> you're beautiful good. people out there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, it's like half the time you're, you're was, like rooting for him, and then the other half you're like, oh, dude, what are you doing? He was just like, yeah, that guy couldn't handle his stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, it wow. gets it's crazy. All right, well, we need to move you on. You think huh? that we've been rambling for 36 minutes that people are still – are you still there? Hey, hey. <laughs> Refuge Project people, are you still there? I don't hear anybody. Nobody's – I yeah. think they've all turned out. <sighs> Let's go to Culture Corner. <laughs> Culture Corner. All right. I don't even remember what I'm talking about now, so go ahead. I'll give you one. Yeah. I still don't know how to say this guy's last name. I've still never heard anybody say it. Um, But I figured I'd bring this one up because we talked about it before, months ago. So that Dante, I don't know if it's Bo, Bowie, the guy from Maverick City. Um, So if you remember several months ago, he got in trouble Mm -hmm. and they... We're, like, we're putting the, a pause on the relationship. Yeah. So they kicked him out of the group for he was a while. Doing the bad buddy dance or something. He's back. All right. They got him back in. Oh, he's back in the group. He's back in. Oh, well, hallelujah. And uh, yeah, said. Uh, see, they asked him about it, and he said it's it's been an incredible journey the last few months. I feel healthier than ever, better than ever, brighter than ever. Feel closer to God. Yeah, I'm good. Um. And yeah, so apparently he just kind of he said he would he took some advice from some wise leaders around him. He'd been staying off of social media and everything for a while, and just working on himself. And now he's back. Well, that's good, man, because the dude was super anointed. I mean, the Lord definitely got a call on his life. Yeah, he's one of the the, the premier um, worship leaders out there. Mm-hmm. You know for sure. Um, so my question is just like. Uh, is is he is he well, or is like Maverick City was just like, bro, we need you back. Mm, I don't know. I haven't really heard anything about Maverick City lately. Mm, wonder why. But I also don't really follow him a yeah. bunch, you know. So I wouldn't really be the person to. Maybe it's time for a new album to come out. I don't know. Well, he put out a single. Wow, he well, just put out a single while he was on pause. Yeah, mm. and I've got the. It's rewind. called. Uh, oh gosh, I I checked it out. I wasn't really into it. Yeah. Um. Well, people find out um, the uh, what's the rapper that hit uh, Brianna, Chris Brown. Oh yeah. Uh, so <coughs> Elevate worships lead singers named Chris Brown, and uh, that's right. I forgot about that. So they came out like one week, <clears throat> and Steve Furtick is just like, "Hey, you know, uh, Chris Brown, he's going to go, you know, pursue other things." And, <laughs> 
And, uh, you know, he's, he's getting you know, opportunities and this and that, blah, blah, blah. And then they, so they bring out some other worship leaders. And it, I mean, it wasn't very good. You know, they were, they were talented <laughs> yeah. people, but it wasn't was elevate yeah. worship. Three weeks later, back, you know, he's, he, back. he's back, you know, so it's just like, we have to find out sometimes that we're better off with what we have than when we go somewhere else or yeah. remember as leaders that sometimes people are more valuable than we think, mm-hmm. you know, and that we need to keep them, you know. Um, and sometimes we have to do some things that we wouldn't normally do to keep, as long as they're doing what they're supposed to be doing to to keep talented people around, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think they did anything wrong for, because uh, the whole thing was like, he was a, a came, the the way they worded it was something like he wasn't upholding the values that Maverick City right. has or something like that something like that. So they were basically saying, you know, like we have the standard that we've all kind of agreed to, and he's not reaching it. So right. we're gonna have to part ways for a little bit. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. There's not anything wrong with that. Not at all. We had to do that um, in King's Camp. There was one guy that was super super talented. Um, and he was, I mean, he could do everything. He could yeah. mix, master, video edit, rap. I mean, he's still doing music, Christian music to this day, but he just got caught up in the limelight, you know, mm-hmm. um, and the very little limelight we had, you know, and, um, even in the, even in the Christian music world, you have groupies and are willing to do stuff that, you, you know, you shouldn't be doing as Christians. Yeah. And he kind of fell to some of that. Not that he did anything way wrong, but, we had to set him down, yeah. you know, and just like, hey, man, let's work on yourself and then um, get back where you, you can make music from an overflow instead of, you know, forcing it or whatever. <clears throat> and he came back and he was better. And now yeah. he's still doing music for uh, music and uh, uh, video editing for the Lord. So sometimes we just need to take right. a pause and refocus. Yeah, especially if you're doing it with somebody who's – or a company or something where it's, you know, from the beginning, they said, this is the standard. Yeah. This is what we're about. So yeah. if you're not reaching it, not meeting it, it's, we're going to have to have a problem, you know? Yeah, Maverick City, man, they got a lot of people watching them. So they, you yeah. know, if they're going to continue to say uh, and be who they say they are, then they're going to have mm-hmm. to do, make some of these hard decisions at times. And But apparently he's doing good. Well, that's good. He's saying he's all good. He's had a lot of good time to do him and all that kind of stuff, so. Well, cool. I'm all into forgiveness as well. Yep, yep, for yeah. sure. We all need a second, third, fourth, and fifth chance at times. Um, we're going to just jump right into this next song. This next song is kind of an older song as for the king and country, Run Wild. Run wild, live free, love strong. I like you in a To the garden where you were 
Pretty dope song. The video is pretty cool. They're all yeah. in this one uh, big room with a bunch of different instruments, and it looks like the guy's going from instrument to instrument. Yeah, and it's live. Yeah, it's all cool. live. Yeah. So um, I enjoyed it. I love when people can pull off um, like heavy production stuff live. Yeah. I like that. A that lot. takes a, a super talented engineer. Yeah. Well, I mean, it just takes people knowing what they're doing, too. Yeah. Um, because I mean, you're, you're, I mean, look how many microphones, bro. Oh, yeah. Like you have, if your gate and compressions and <laughs> things are not set up properly, this yeah. sounds like a, a muddy water mess. Oh yeah. You know? Um, yeah, definitely. But these guys, I'm sure they've got a few engineers on it. Yeah. Helping with you everything. You can see in the background, they're actually in a studio. So mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, good. Very good. King country has been doing it for a long time and. Uh, that was my boy Andy Minio coming with a run like forest. Mm. Uh, so yep. Pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Um, y'all go check them out for King and country. They've been doing it for a minute. All right, James, what do you got for today, man? I was, I, I was telling everybody, I kind of felt like I was missing something because, uh, I wasn't in on the, on the, uh, whole, what we're talking about today. So hopefully, uh, I, I can bring some, uh, half truth knowledge to it. Some half truth. <laughs> You're just shooting for half truth. Hey man, you know you, you, have, you have really lowered your standards. <laughs> <laughs> You're just. But here's the headline. I'm just gonna read. Uh, the article is not that long. I don't know if I'll read the whole thing, but I'll read some of it. Um, this came out January 20th, so last Friday. Um, here's the title. It says a Christian man faces criminal charges slash prison for sharing ex-gay testimony. So, um, actually, I'm just going to read the article, so here it goes. Uh, it says, a Christian man who shared his ex-gay testimony in a Maltese internet interview uh, faces criminal charges in what is believed to be the first case of its kind in the world. Matthew Gretsch, age 33, was invited by PM News Malta. Malta's the country, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, in April... 2022 to give his testimony and share how he became a Christian, which involved him leaving behind and a quote, uh, unwanted same sex attraction, according to his legal representative, the Christian Legal Center. Uh, during the interview, Gretsch asserted that, according to the Bible, homosexuality is not an identity as we make it nowadays, and neither is it a feeling but a practice. Gretsch said during the interview, this means that no matter what sexual feelings a man or woman is experiencing, 
if they have sexual relations with a person of the same sex, they commit the homosexual act in God's eyes, and that is a sin. Just like every other sin, one can repent from it and ask God for forgiveness and ask him for strength to overcome. I am talking here from a Christian perspective. That was all quoted by him. Uh, Gretsch, during the interview, never invited anyone to attend therapy or to get help from unwanted same-sex attraction, the Christian Legal Center said. Uh, Nevertheless, Maltese police charged him with violating a new Malta law that makes it a crime to, quote, advertise conversion practices. He faces five months in prison, and he fine if convicted. Uh, Gretsch's first hearing in the case is scheduled for February 3rd. Matthew simply told his ex-gay testimony during an online media interview, which was advertised on Facebook beforehand, the Christian Legal Center said. Matthew shared his story about his childhood and the confusion he had experienced when it came to his own sexuality and relationships. He spoke about how, as an adult, he had been involved in homosexual relationships before becoming a Christian, which changed his life dramatically. Uh, The case in the small European country has international significance, the Christian Legal Center said. Malta was the first European country to ban what opponents call conversion therapy. Criminalizing someone for telling their story of freedom and change from unwanted and unfulfilling sexual behaviors is discriminatory and violates the Christian freedoms and fundamental human rights to free speech, said Andrea Williams, chief executive of the Christian Legal Center. The domino effect of conversion therapy bans began in Malta. If a president is set if a precedent is set by the, this case in Malta, we will see similar cases in the UK unless Robust action is taken. If Matthew is convicted, men and women seeking change in their lives to leave behind patterns of behavior which make them unhappy will be forced underground, Williams said. We will see see men and women who are seeking help in Malta silenced, fined, and put in jail. Um, Gretsch's attorneys argue that the charges violate his rights under European Convention on Human Rights. They also say he did not violate the law in question because he never advertised any therapy. Um, that's the gist of the article. You get the idea. So he's being he's being uh, he hasn't been convicted yet, but he's being charged with advertising conversion therapy, which apparently they have some new law which bans that. And conversion therapy is these like pray the gay away camp things, um, which. Those are kind of those are pretty sketchy. I kind of I think anyway, um, but yeah. So this dude is uh, potentially going to jail for a few months and getting a fine because he gave his testimony on some random internet blog. Yeah, this is um, because he testified on TV that Jesus changed his life. He no longer that he no longer practices these, these things. <clears throat> Uh, he, up to five months in jail and a five thousand dollar fine. Yeah, um, which is pretty interesting because this this article says that this is a similar bill almost passed in California that uh, dubbed that was dubbed must stay gay bill. Must stay gay bill. Must stay gay bill. That was what the mm-hmm. the that was uh, dubbed. Um, Interesting because we talk about some small country in Europe, mm-hmm. and they're worried that this is going to bleed over to the UK. 
but it looks like it's already trying to bleed over into the United States that yeah. we can't even talk about our own personal lives and how we're living our lives. Was it like he was on some crusade trying to go around and get a bunch of people converted mm -hmm. or anything like that? But just the fact that he was telling his story. Yeah. Um, the, the, these are the things that frustrate me is because and I don't want to talk the whole time. I want to hear your, your uh, thoughts about this too. But um, the things that frustrate me, it's not equal. Mm -hmm. Like I'm sure you can go in there and talk about how great your gay experiences are and then the relationships between you and you, you know, two guys, two husbands or whatever it may be. But the moment that the other side speaks out, it's, uh, bashing and hate speech and all of those things when we just telling you our experiences in life. Yeah. Yeah, at the end of the article, um, what does he say here? Um, he says, I'm determined to raise awareness on the danger and harm that conversion therapy bans are and will cause, not just to churches and society in Malta, but all around the world. I am committed to keep sharing I'm committed to keeping sharing my testimony because I don't want other men and women to go through what I went through in my upbringing and adolescence. I don't want them to be victims of unwanted sexual feelings. I don't want them to be robbed of the biblical side of the story around sex, sexuality, and marriage. I, do, <clears throat> I don't want the masses to believe born gay cannot change and allow that to go unchallenged. <clears throat> and then the last thing says... Uh, he says, the lobbies and gay rights movements behind them take a single moral viewpoint around human sexuality and enforce it on the entire population. It causes legal confusion and it discourages journalists from exploring the other side of the story. So, yeah, he's saying like what you're saying where it's very one-sided and uh, they're like forcing their their views about things on everybody else. Right, so there, there's also another story here that they're referencing in, in Finland that was uh, a medical doctor and a longtime member of this uh, parliament uh, is now facing six years in prison for her sharing her opinion on marriage and human sexuality on uh, social media and TV. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's one of just those things. Like when we were talking about in our staff meeting this morning that – uh, you see there's stories of the Euphrates uh, River getting really, really low, and it's uh, showing a lot of, like, uh, early on civilizations that were there under the water level and different things and how the Bible refers to the Euphrates about when it, when it uh, goes down uh, <clears throat> in Revelations where there's going to be these, these angels that are going to be unlocked and they're going to come and it's going to be another sign of the end of times, mm. you know? And I think that when we're seeing, um, when we're seeing these things, God is just exposing the sins of the world um, because it has to be done. Uh, all this evilness and all this sinful uh, natures of this world are going to be exposed. There's going to be this anarchy that happens. And then when all those things happen, he's coming back. This is the scary part of all of this. And this is when we, we were reading um, in Matthew this morning. And um, 
there was a lot of prophecy and different things that Matthew was talking about uh, in in uh, chapter two. And the scary part of it is God's revealing all of this sin in the world, and he and how he talks about how it's so bad that he's going to have to come back and destroy it so he can reset up heaven on earth because it gets so bad that he's going to Sodom and Gomorrah the world. Mm-hmm. You know, he's yeah. going to have to come and burn it down because it's so bad. Yeah. The problem with this is that us that are here, Christians, are becoming so numb to it that we're living in the middle of the end times and we're like, hmm. Mm. When God is calling this terrible and sinful and so bad that he's got to come back and destroy it, and we're like, hmm, man, it's just another story of this guy. Yeah. Oh, gays and lesbians and drugs and alcohol and all of these things. You know? Uh-huh. And that's our attitude towards it. You know, taking prayer out of schools, yeah. abortion. And we have this so nonchalant worldview about it. And the God is saying in his word that I'm going to have to come back and destroy all these things. Mm. And and we just have this nonchalant view of the world. And it's, it's not so bad if we just make it through. You know, that's the scary part. Like, like we're going to have to stand before him and, and have <sighs> to say, hey, you know, he's going to be like, why was you this way? Like I put people in your life. I put situations, I put, uh, uh, ballots, voting ballots in in front of you and all these different things. And you didn't take them serious enough. And now that I have to come back and can you imagine, think about this. Can you imagine you standing in front of God? And then he like runs this, uh, lifetime of, of people that he put in front of you that he's, that was there for you to minister to and all those things. And then he shows you them burning in hell because you didn't do what you were supposed to do or live up to the Christian life. Like you were supposed to live up to and him showing you that you're responsible for those burning souls, Mm. man, how like, I hope it's not that way. (laughs) You know, I hope he says, well done, good and faithful servant. And we skip all of those things. (laughs) Um, but can you imagine can you, can you imagine, like, God, like, reveal that list to me now, yeah. you know, that way I can, like, figure this thing out. I got, I got a, I got a buddy, man, that, um, um, uh, from the neighborhood that, that he went through some horrific things in his life. Like, uh, I remember going, when he was locked up, I remember going to his, his girl's, um, uh, funeral. And his, his his girl was days away from having the baby. Oh, wow. Well, while he was locked up, his wife was running the business, selling drugs and stuff, right? And um, so one of, the, one of the guys from the neighborhood realized it was an easy target, pregnant woman. She ends up fighting back. He ends up killing her, and the baby dies too. And um, so we had this funeral and was one of the saddest things in my life. It was her holding the baby because the baby was full term. 
you know? Wow. So she, there she is in the casket, and the, the first time we all get to see the baby is yeah. in her in the mom's arms in the casket and burying them too. And, um, of course, his life spirals even more than it already was because of these situations. Mm-hmm. And then he ends up losing, I think, his sister uh, over it. And um, then he gets out of prison. He ends up, you know, getting in a beef with another guy. And that guy comes back and kills him, mm-hmm. you know. And th- and this is like, if, if I could have just had just some moments of clarity and not being doing the things and addicted to the things I was addicted to. Like, could I, could I have saved him? Could I, could I have shared Jesus with him? Because I knew him before he lived on my block since I was four years old, yeah. you know, could I, could I share Jesus? Could, could we both had taken another path, but because of the sins of my life, did that was I the reason that he never was told anything about God. Was that was I the reason that he never had the example for a guy that grew up in the same neighborhood that was dealing with the same stuff that that he didn't have that example, you know? Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. But I, I really feel like that that that's Ray is, is one of the guys that, you know, God is gonna ask me about and just like, why? You know, how come you didn't have the courage and how come you did the thing? And I know we all probably have people in our life that either, you know, maybe left the earth before they've, they should have left the earth or, or now they're out spiraling out of control and, and we don't have the opportunity to speak in their lives that we've done before. But like, I think that the time that we are in right now that God is calling, you know, uh, terrible enough to come back and destroy everything and we're just taking a, a very nonchalant look at the world is I think we're all going to have to answer for it, you know? And, um, and unfortunately we, we, we look at these, these people that are sold out for the Lord and we're just like, man, how are they going to reach anybody if they're just condemning the world and all these things? And maybe there's, maybe there's something to it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You took it like way all over there, man. Sorry. It's okay. No, it's good. You know, I just Ray will be on my heart for the rest of my life. Yeah. And, um, I miss opportunity, you know? Yeah, but it's like, was it you? Was it his parents? Was it any of his other friends? Like, who do you put? Yeah. You know, and was it their parents that didn't teach them right? So they couldn't, you know, you can just, you can go back forever. Who do you put the blame on? Right. And I think, the, you know, the only thing you can do in your life is just do your best to be the best example you can. And, uh, you know, we, they say, you know, God forget, forgives and forgets and all. I, there's some verse where it talks about God, like, forgetting your sin, uh, like it never happens. Right. And, uh, you know, if that's, if that's how it is, you know, I don't think we should be sitting around uh, just, you know, thinking about how we messed up or we didn't do this good right. enough right. So, you know, what are you going to do? But uh, except for do your best with that. But with the whole, like uh, – with the whole convicting the guys for giving his testimony stuff. Uh, obviously, I don't think that's so great. Um, and I think, uh, but my thing is like those, uh, the thing they're upset about is those conversion therapy things. Um, and I just, I've never really heard anything positive about any of those things. So I pray the gay way type yeah, stuff. Yeah, all that. Uh, 
conversion camps. Like I've never heard any success stories of that. So I've I've heard I haven't heard that much about them in general, but yeah. the little bit I have heard have all been bad. Yeah. I haven't heard too many success rates about that. I've heard a lot of people that were dealing with homosexual whatever they go to one of those things and that they just get more trauma on top of their trauma already. So I have to empathize a little bit and be like, Hey, I get that you don't really want those kind of things going on in your country. Yeah. Um, so I kind of get it, but also I don't think there should be a law that's going to prevent him from giving his testimony. Cause the thing that would actually help those people is hearing from a guy like him who's dealt with the same stuff that they're dealing with and uh, is now on the other side of it. Yeah. I tell you, I heard, uh, was watching this uh, documentary one time about some of those things, and uh, it was just the guy called himself actively like he was actively gay, like he wasn't he was gay, but not actively practicing in gayness. I don't know how you say that. I hear you say. Um, but he was a Christian, uh-huh. and he know he he knew that he had these feelings towards men. Yeah. Like so, he wouldn't he wouldn't get in a relationship with a man or a woman. But he knew that God was real and mm-hmm. he was fighting. He went to the, some of those things and he said it definitely set him back. Yeah. Um, because, you know, here you are, you're going, you're going through these, these therapies and they're praying the gay way and it's not going anywhere, mm-hmm. you know? And then, then you, then you think, okay, well, if it's not going anywhere, is God, is God real? Mm-hmm. And then you put, have, now you have doubts of if God's real or not. And, um, so it just put more term on his life. Um, so he stands on, I know God's real. Mm-hmm. I know sin's real. I know that in this world that we are going to deal with different types of sin and I'm going to continue to serve God and just stay out of relationships. And, I, and I'm, I might always have these feelings towards men, but I'm going to just like any other sin, I'm going to prevent myself to fall into the urges of if it's, you know, men or if it's drugs or if it's alcohol or if it's sleeping around with multiple people, whatever it is that I have to uh, keep myself from doing them, Mm -hmm. you know? And I thought it was a very mature um, look at what he was dealing with. Mm -hmm. But I think that when you have uh, countries and laws and things set up to go against, you know, countering all those things that it makes it very easy to go, okay, I'm just going to fall into, you know, status quo of what everybody around me is doing. Mm -hmm. It takes a very mature outlook and a mature person to stand on some really hard things. You know, it's like, you know, putting an alcoholic in a bar, Mm. you know, Uh, it's one of those things that if you don't, if you, don't keep him away from there that he's going to end up falling. Um, If you keep making rules to have all these people, you know, it's it's, it's going to eventually be, um, I'm not saying that this is a bad thing, but I'm just saying it's eventually going to be like this. It's going to eventually be when, when, when the businesses had to hire a certain amount of minorities, you Mm -hmm. know, which is a good thing because minorities wasn't getting, um, getting, uh, interviews and they wasn't getting opportunities, you know, but it's eventually going to be that way where you have to have a certain amount of your staff that is gay or lesbian, mm-hmm. you know, um, which it's going to be tough, you know, especially when you have, when you have, uh, 
companies like Hobby Lobby and Chick-fil-A and, and, yeah. and different things like that that hold a biblical standard in their companies. Yeah. You know, um, is it eventually going to be that way? Now, I know there was um, the guy that owned Hobby Lobby. They was going to make him do certain things, and he fought legis- legislation. Yeah, you got it. Got it. Um, on it. I think he ended up winning, but he said that he would end up shutting his company down before he would bend to some of these new laws that they were going to make him do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's easy for rich people to say that. Yeah. You know, when you got a billion dollars, it's easy to shut your stuff down, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was funny the other day that uh, Walmart said that they had $2 billion in loss of theft. Of theft oh, yeah, in, their, like in their in their uh, in their all of their WalMarts in the United States, and if we don't get this under control, I will shut Walmart down. Yeah, but they made a hundred and fifty-seven billion. Yeah, so you're going to give up a hundred and fifty-five billion because you lost two billion? Yeah, no, uh, probably not. Probably not. Yeah. So, anyways, just they care about the community, man. They're they're hiring old people and uh, yeah. Know. I mean, hey, if that's available when I get there, I hope. You be doing it. I hope it's, yeah. You be ringing that bell. Yeah, I'm saying don't hello. I don't, I'll be standing at the door, fake checking people's uh, uh-huh. receipt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's gonna be me. That's In be what me. a year or two, or <clears throat> how much longer you got? A few months. You got a few months left in you. Shots fired. <laughs> I'm still doing it, man. Uh, I'm still doing it. No, you're still doing it. I'm still doing you it. You stay out there. You clean it in pools. It gets harder and harder. I think almost, if it wasn't for the heat, I think cleaning the pools would be a little bit easier than what I'm doing on me currently because now I'm doing repairs and I'm like on my knees mm-hmm. up and down all day. and mm-hmm. Could get so, them squats in. Bro. Sometimes. I've been get working them, on this uh, truck, man. Mm. Oh, yeah. Did you ever get it working? I'm driving it today. Okay. Yeah, driving it today. For now? For now. It's got a couple little issues, and I think I'm finally, like, I'm done with what I can do. Yeah. I'm going to take it and then have somebody look at it and you finish put, it off. You put the tape on there, and you uh, hit it a few times with a wrench? <laughs> yeah. You get hey, did I tell... All right, I guess we're going to wrap this up. But, yeah, uh, let's wrap this up. I, uh, I got backed into the other day. Oh, my no. My Subarus. No, oh. I got a dent. In my front bumper. What? So where were where were they at? Just at a stop sign. They just backed up. At a stop sign? Yeah. You believe this? And I thought surely. Well, that's better than in a, like a like a Walmart parking lot because yeah, no. police can't do nothing about it there. Yeah, I mean he's they've been cool about it. He, was, he says he's just going to pay for it. And was it a young man or an older guy? Young dude. He's like twenty. Oh, he's got that kind of money. I don't know. I mean, he says he's got it. He's got to hurry up because of I know. time old. I already got the estimate on it. Sent it to him. I said it's it's gonna be like nine hundred bucks to fix that bumper to put a new one on. And the he said I sent it to him. I said, hey, uh, I know you said you just wanted to pay for it and not do the insurance thing. So this is how much it's gonna be. Do you still want to do that, or do you want to do the insurance thing? I can give it to the people. I'm here. He's like, nah, I just pay for it. And I said, all right, dude. What? So <laughs> it's cheaper for him to pay the nine hundred dollars than for his insurance <laughs> to go up for a twenty year old. Yeah, I told the uh, the people are supposed to call me, the. Uh, the collision people are supposed to call me back, I guess today or so, and let me know like when they can get the part, and then I'm supposed to give them his info so they can call him to pay for it and all. But so hopefully it's cool. But uh, he's been cool about the whole thing. But uh, so are the last guys. Yeah, right. 
annoyed. So I'm pretty annoyed. I'm just annoyed that I had to do it because I was finally like, all right, everything's good. I've got, I got my plates on. The, I, the door's not leaking anymore. I'm all set. Good to go. Er, boom. Like mm. two days later. Mm. Now I got a cracked when, bumper. When they do your bumper, tell them that you uh, you wanted to, to buff the whole car. Okay. It'll come out nice. like brand new. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Even if you got to pay a couple hundred bucks for it, it'll make the car. It. It'll Jeez. make it ma- match the the new paint. Yeah. Okay. I'll keep that in mind. All right. Well, yeah, man. I mean, um, to wrap it up, man, just, you just got to just think about what the Bible says. So, so many times we get wrapped up in current culture that we lose sight of what the real meaning of the word says. Mm. And I know we, we don't, our podcast is not one of those podcasts that we get, you know, break out scripture and Bible. We have a little bit of fun and then we talk about some of these current events and stuff like that that's going on. But it's important that we, you know, we focus on what the scripture truly means, what the, what the prophecies are. Somebody's like in my computer, bro. It just keeps like. You get get that screen out of your face, man. Man, um, what the prophecies are saying, and 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 it takes real study. You can't you can't read Matthew chapter two and say the the prophecies prophecies were fulfilled. Okay, what prophecy was fulfilled, and then what were they saying at the time when they said these prophecies? And so we have to go back to the Old Testament to to really dig in. So it takes study and it takes time and. It's more than just reading the Bible. So, um, and to be ready for what God's going to do, man, we just have to spend a little extra time, um, and, and you know, yeah. and find it. You know, that's the hard part is we have to find the extra time to really dig in, um, so we don't fall to some of this nonsense that they're that they're talking about. So, that's it, man. I hope you have a good week, and I'll do it. We love you. This is The Refuge Project.